I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> but it's insane. <laughs> it's truly fucking insane. Like, they were talking about, like, oh, you know, he can't eat hard foods because of his soft teeth. And I'm like, he's on meth. Uh, like, that's, that's the only thing that gives you soft teeth. Um, uh, just so, like jelly yeah, beans are, like, like bleh, in his mouth, in his gums. <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing school chalk. Oh, <laughs> you're thinking brittle? Chalk sticks. I was thinking something soft and, like, squishable. Yeah, crumbly. <laughs> <laughs> or like you can feel liquid moving around somehow it's like if you pinched a really big tip it's that had like been in your dog for a while yeah <laughs> don't bite too hard or I you'll can't pop them hard food my mouth is filled with <laughs> a series of fluid filled bladders <laughs> just you know you know, like when you eat something like hot or you bite your cheek and you get like that little like blister yes. on the inside of your mouth and just like a little, yeah, just a lot of those. That soft, tender thing, but all around your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I have to eat kind of like a silverfish. I, I can't chew. I just rub my mouth on things until they start to fall apart. Um, that's like that's a nightmare. Awful. That's... <laughs> Speaking of things with too many teeth, I just watched. You do you have access to Shutter through through the VPN? Is I do. Yes. You got? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's. Uh, I'm not. I might have mentioned it. I don't know. There's a series. Uh, there's like five seasons of it. Apparently, four of them are garbage. But the first <laughs> one, uh, I think it's called um, Candle Cove, and it's based on. It's it's a six or seven episode horror series based on a uh, creepy pasta from reddit which sounds bad on the face of it yes but you know it, it's one of those like oh every one out of a hundred times it'll work out and and this is one of them like it it's a it's a fun spooky little little chunk of uh, I- entertainment i remember reading something from creepypasta it was uh and then i heard that it was being adapted into something or that it had been picked up does it involve like living in the countryside and there being a weird curse and a bear hmm i don't think that might be a later season okay Um, (laughs) because it could also be something different (laughs) it it could be uh yeah we are uh the the field of of cinematic entertainment is so barren now that literally any any coherent thought that anyone has ever had is currently being optioned by Sony. Um, yeah, but uh, no, this one it's a it's a spooky TV show that uh, that some uh, some kids remember from their childhood. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's uh, it's a fun thing. I'll check um, that out. I started watching the the thing on uh, HBO that you recommended. The thing that is Angel Heart, but that's not Angel Heart. Oh yeah, Angel Heart, but goofy. Uh, yeah, cast, I cat. Cast a Deadly Spell. Cast a Deadly Spell. I started watching this and I was like, I think Av has a genre that he likes that's very specific. <laughs> and it's Angel Heart. Yeah, movies that are or are like Angel Heart. Um, Private I Detective like, with Magic. Yes, yes. Um, it's a, I mean, it's a real... <laughs> and in many ways, Angel Heart and Cast a Deadly Spell are like the two poles between which a spectrum stretches. Mm-hmm. Like... Those are the two extremes. You can either have like horrible, gruesome Robert De Niro eating an egg, or you could have 
you know, um, vampire hookers in, in 1920s LA. <laughs> I think I got to the part in that where the guy, he's like walking down a street and he's like, the name's Lovecraft. And I'm like, I'm, I'll come back to this. <laughs> <laughs> that <come> is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in that is real goofballs. And that was the, I, the, I started watching it and I had a positive recommendation. So I'm like, all right, I'll hang on. It's got to get better. At that time, it is, I think, important to note, you know, culture was not so permeated and, like, the writings of Lovecraft, I feel like, were a little bit more esoteric and not known sure. to the general public. Um, so, you know, now you look at it and you're like, that's a little bit obvious. But then it'd be like, all right, sure, whatever. But at the same time, it really smacks of, like, the person that put that together was really patting themselves on the back, like, I, I am assembling the ultimate opus this is it coming this is so good i'm the smartest man alive this is my everest um yeah it's the it's it suffers from that like the like new star trek syndrome where it's like you know some some reviewer was saying like you know all of the you can tell that the producers and writers just love the smell of their own farts like there's a little bit of that yeah that's a good way of putting it um but yeah, tons, tons of fun. Um, that, that'll round off the movie recommendation corner. This will make it into the pre-show. We'll just cut it off before we were talking about that person that we're not going to mention, soft jelly bean teeth. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, so thank you. Thank you for being on the pod. Um, thank you for having me. G- glad to have you here. Uh, you've, you've heard it before, so I don't think I need to, like, I don't need to run through. Um, I don't want to fuck it up. Here, I'll try and tell you what happens. Okay, so there's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. You're... Damn it, you're the host now. Shit. <laughs> Welcome to Boo where I gather my nearest and dearest. My name is Zayvon Leonetti. Motherfucker! <laughs> you're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. We're going to, Avalon, who's not the host, is going to present a series of stories, and we're going to take turns reading one, and then swapping over, and then rating them on a scale of one to something, relevant to the story, and then I'll tell you my ghost experiences, if I have any, not spoiling anything. You got it. Like Okay, uh, cool. A, a, a plus, you did it, Charlie. <laughs> You've won my golden podcast factory. <laughs> oh, you know what they say about the man who got everything he wanted. Um, he had to live with his fucking lame-ass grandpa who got into bed when he was 20 years old and refused to get out while his parents and family lived in squalor. Exactly, he got everything he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a tense issue there. You know what they say about the, the man who got or the man who got everything that he wanted? His grandpa lived very happily. <laughs> Yeah, his parents really took advantage of him and all of his new money. And there was um, those uh, the the red letter media guys on on YouTube. Mm. They did um, one of the shows that they have is it's called Review, and they go back and yeah. they watch like you know media from their youths or things that were formative to them. And they did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and Mike was just he kept hitting that like Grandpa Joe is the 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 thing that is most like a villain that that movie has yeah he's 
He's like a chaos agent. Like he's just like, yeah, give Slugworth the gobstopper. Who cares where he got the chocolate? The point Come is on, he Char- got it. Charlie, just drink that. Like he's totally he peer pressures Charlie, or not even peer pressures. Like <laughs> he just regular pressures Charlie into like drinking the fizzy, bubbly drink. Drink, drink this, drink this booze, probably child. It's fine. <laughs> um, um, okay, so truly, like last tangent before we get started. Yeah. Um, Absolutely check out everything everywhere all at once. Like, I, it's, it hasn't come out here. Like, I've been looking at the theaters, and it's not... It's so weird because they've got lamb over here, but they haven't got that. This feels like a... Like, I know even theaters here, like, are like it's just rolling out to some of them here, so it feels like the studio was really like, eh, we're not sure what to do with this. Um, but it's fucking bananas. It, it may be... I don't know if it's the best movie that I've ever seen, but it it very well might be my favorite movie that I've ever wow. seen. It's 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 way up there. It's like top ten at least to be sure. Um, no, and it's I got just... it's got fucking uh, short round from Indiana Jones. Uh, really? Yeah, he's really good. Um, it's great. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I also saw like uh, an interview with who who's the main. Oh, character. Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. I saw an interview with Michelle Yeoh, and she she starts crying at one point, talking about how, you know, she got this script, and f- it was like somebody finally realized all saw her for who she was and like all this talent that she had, and yeah, like knew what to do with it. And she was so excited, like, oh, finally, it's fucking happening. Somebody recognizes that I'm capable of doing all these cool interesting things and she's it's so good like and and she's been around forever like she's been like huge in like hong kong cinema and stuff and like mm-hmm. you know uh, el- elsewhere in the world and even like you know going back to like the kind of crossover breakthroughs like you know crouching tiger hidden dragon stuff like yeah. that and she played you know she was the captain in star trek discovery um, oh uh philippa Giorgio. uh cool. and she was she was great in that um but yeah, watching this, I'm like, it, it is, uh, it's it's like it's kind of like that scene at the end of that episode of Doctor Who where he brings Vincent Van Gogh forward in time to see his work yes! in the gallery. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, Michelle Yeoh is just absolutely fantastic, and it's such a. Um, there's there's things in this movie that. Did like do remember? Did you ever go and watch Vast of Night, that like Amazon Prime Alien movie? Yes, that was great. Yeah, like you know how they have the audacity to fade the screen to black for like six minutes while somebody talks over a phone. I thought something was wrong with yeah yeah <laughs> with with the stream, and then it wasn't, and I thought this is great. <laughs> it's so and like this movie has a scene like that where it is functionally it is a static shot for the better part of 10 minutes while (laughs) while something happens and you it is it has some of the biggest laughs in the movie um yeah so uh it's nice that there are still people out there that are taking full advantage or at least trying new things with this medium as opposed to just doing what is safe and what has been done before yeah it really i i I was talking to to mike about this Speaking of having teeth that are the texture and consistency of jelly beans, you're listening to Boo Ha Ha, a 
at best, quarterly podcast that is ostensibly about ghosts, but more often than not about tangents, films that we've seen recently, and presidents who may or may not be dead for reasons that may or may not be justified. Every week, I gather my nearest and dearest to a campfire that I build on the internet and regale, regale them with ooky tales of spooky boogies. <laughs> And this week, um, I have an actual nearest and dearest, um, rounding off the trilogy of family terror is my brother, Zaven. Welcome. Can I talk now? You can talk. <laughs> it's me. I'm here, finally. <laughs> you did it. You, you made it. You're here. Um, after... Uh, Two in-person visits, one where you had some sort of hell fever. Um, yeah. Which, wasn't that like right before COVID happened? It was right before COVID. That might, you might have I had don't COVID. think it was COVID. <laughs> uh, you say that. It's pretty nuts. None of you got it. Yeah. No, no. But I, I know a number of people who were traveling around then and they they're like i got a weird illness and then my toes hurt and i'm like eh, all right um oh i forgot about the toe part yeah that's 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 a weird one um but yeah so we had that in-person visit uh visit christmas um 2020 i think 2019 2019 uh were 29 you Teen yeah. where I died. You died. Uh, you were you were died I'm and okay then were resurrected in in Bend, Oregon. <laughs> um, and then yeah, we had just like Jesus, exactly. Yeah, um, with a little bit more uh, <laughs> snow. Um, and then we had the <laughs> yeah the in person visit uh, this last year, where uh, you didn't die, but somebody else almost did, and so we were slightly preoccupied. <laughs> I forgot about that. Both of the, the past visits have been kind of downers. Yeah, yeah. But now that that person is actually dead, we're free to podcast as we as we wish. Yes, the contract is broken. <laughs> the, the seal is broken, and no more am I forbidden from being on this podcast. <laughs> the these spectral chains that that bound you have been released. Um, I am untethered and free. <laughs> Um, we are here, uh, to talk about spooky, spooky ghosts. Um, and these ghosts in, in kind of a rare return to form since the pandemic has started are actually kind of from your neck of the woods, which is, I, where am I from? I'm from, <laughs> I'm from, I'm from Vancouver, Washington, or do I say where I live? Well, so that is, uh, that is exactly correct. Uh, these, you, since you, since you were born in grotesque and ghoulish Vancouver, Washington, <laughs> I have pulled together spooky, ooky tales from spooky Washington. Yes. Um, a book that I have. And I, as I was looking through it today, I'm like. I really just have an anti-Washington bias because I, I have not looked at this book one time since I got it. And there's some goofy-looking ghost stories in here. So, serves me wrong. This is where this is where Schlushy Schlosher put all of their best work. It turns out that... And you've just been sleeping yeah, on it. Old, old shippy slipping cups uh, put, spent all of, their, all of their energy on spooky Washington. 
Um, but uh, before we get to those spooky, spooky tales, tell me, where do you stand on the spooker natural? What are your What are your feelings on ghost? Not real. All right, across the board. Yeah, just not real. I have. I don't want to spoil anything. I may or may not have some weird stories to tell at the end of this. Um, I don't know how to explain them. I don't think they were fake. I might have been asleep. I might have been awake. I don't know. They were weird, though, and I can't explain them, like I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, no, I'm, I am don't believe in ghosts for the... I, uh... <laughs> now, I've, let, me, let me pause you there for a moment. I'm sensing a bit of a disconnect between the two statements you just made. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a hypocrite saying, like, yeah, totally, no ghosts. But I did see a little spectral boy in my bed when I was a child. So... (laughs) Um, Look, I think, you know, we've, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I think that it's... I think that it's entirely reasonable to say that you don't think that, you know... Steve is just still kicking around doing Steve things. Um, but that, you know, shit might get a little bit fuzzy sometimes. Yeah, I think you've you've expressed something to that effect of, I don't believe in them, but boy would I love it if they were real. Yeah. The, the, the swan song of the hopeful skeptic. Just like, you know... Y- I, I would I would love 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 if you know I, I I saw you know a dark form looming in the doorway. Saying that now, absolutely not. I don't ever want to see that. Yeah. But um, you know it it would be such a more interesting and I think fulfilling and engaging world if it if there was something you know behind the veil. I would love I would love if ghosts were real when it suited me and if I was never in any danger from their presence. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, uh, it's, you, you've got very much the, the like 1950s racist, uh, view of, of ghosts. It's like, (laughs) it's fine if they're over there doing whatever it is that they do. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want one to marry my daughter. Uh, Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, that's always kind of the you know hopeful skeptic hopeful skeptic but at the same time like oh boy i hope i don't see a spook (laughs) yeah um yeah i don't know i found that uh and you know i've i've talked about this a little bit on recent podcasts i am softening up on it a little bit and i'm not sure if it's just you know time passing you know the amount of psychedelic drugs that i consume or if my brain is going soft from covid dementia I, it, it's hard to say mm. but um yeah you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm warming up to the idea that spook that, that things might be a little bit spookier than i had previously assumed you're warming up to the idea of ghost gary marrying your daughter that's sweet <laughs> that's that's great well you know look i've i've heard a couple of them talk and i i don't think it's fair that they shouldn't get the vote oh boy <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry I, I haven't used your last name um, <laughs> okay i don't think you need to but sure <laughs> tell me more avalon's brother um 
but uh, no, yeah, I think that uh, it's, it's, it's still, yeah, it's a very kind of fact and science based guy. It's it. I would I would need some convincing before I, you know, got out got out the uh, the scrying mirror and the 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 crystals in the spirit box or whatever. Because uh, where like where are the octopus ghosts? Yeah, where are uh, where are all of the the invertebrate ghosts? Like, well, it kind of reminds me. Do you did uh, did you ever watch that? It's an animated Netflix anthology called Love, Death, and Robots. I saw one or two episodes that were di- were directed by Robert Valley because I like his stuff. Mm-hmm. But I can check out others if you did. You think I should. There was one. It was called like um, Fish Ghost or Fish Night. I think it was called. <laughs> um, I've not seen that one though. No. And it's like it. Uh, you know, it's not a spoiler because it's it's a very Ray Bradbury esque thing. Like two traveling salesmen Ooh. break down in the desert, and you know they they're talking about how you know this whole area used to be a great inland sea, and there were you know giant giant creatures. And then as night falls, the the spectral echoes of this great prehistoric sea with all of its weird prehistoric inhabitants kind of appears, and it's 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 surprisingly beautiful. Like it's a very great little. Um, you know, just a, a a perfect little short story anthology short film thing. Yeah, and that that is one of those instances of that more magical world that you that you want to have be real uh, with the presence of ghosts. Um, but most of the time, it's you're not getting that. You're not getting octopus ghosts. You're getting some kind of lame lady. <laughs> yeah, and it's. Uh, my understanding is it's usually white people ghosts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that that makes sense per se, but, like, if you look at just the news recently and, like, how much, like, shit, like, 40-year-old white ladies tend to kick up and how how unable they are to, to, like, roll with anything that doesn't go their way, that kind of makes sense. Oh, it's just you know. So you're ghosts are just you're proposing old timey Karens, ye old ghost Karens, spectral a series of spectral Karens. Um, yeah, I mean it. You know, I, I can get on board with that. It's like it. If you were to believe in that, like, oh, a ghost is a person with unfinished business, or you yeah. know, a person who just can't deal. It's like, yeah, that that sounds white. <laughs> That's no grandma. Uh, I won't say which grandma, uh-huh. but the one that was shortchanged by the grocer at that one store a million years ago oh. is gonna be kicking around post post her death because they didn't give me ten cents that I deserved at Albertsons in 1949. Yes, um, and she is incredibly white. So that, I mean, at least so ostensibly, lines up. Yeah, she. I think if if we are going to be haunted by anybody, Zaven, it's going to be Grandma. <laughs> that Grandma specifically. The other one seems real chill. Um, I hope. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that in the third fights. act. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, like I said, it's a podcast about tangents. Um, <laughs> getting back to these spooky, spooky tales from uh, beautiful Washington State, we have. What is it? One, two. We have seven options. Like, like you know, there's a there's a lot of fruit on this uh, on this uh, limb. 
Uh, so I'll run through these. Let me know if anything strikes your fancy. We have soap. I like soap. Tree octopus. <gasps> no way. Co- very coincidental, uh, based on <laughs> the, the thing that you said only moments ago. Uh, the drag. How's that one spelled? Drag. D R A U G. Oh. The drag. Got it. Drag. Then we have the extra student. Uh, I am your brother. That's a story title. Oh, I'm yeah. not just saying that with my words. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, has anyone seen my cow? And get out. The movie? Yep. Yep. Well, there will be some AV issues there if you choose that one. But we can <laughs> we can stream it. It'll be fine. Cool. Uh, I... I'm at the the desk where I usually work, and so I I also have my my notebook where I usually take notes for my boss mm-hmm. when I'm getting notes and stuff. And so I, I've written these all down. and I'm reviewing them. <laughs> um, I how many do do I get to pick? Are these short ones or these long these ones? These are reasonably short. So if one sucks, I, I would say overall we we could probably kick in between three and four. I would assume. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, probably closer to three. But if uh, if you uh, you know hit a gutter ball or whatever, mm. we can we can go back and, ma- and make things right. Has anyone seen my cow? See- that that just sounds too much like a euphemism for me. Um, so <laughs> that'll be me in uh, the yard on Monday morning as I <laughs> squat pantsless. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you gotta come check out my cow. <laughs> How now, brown cow? I, I dropped the biggest cow. Um, <laughs> I like the drog. The drog. The drog. Um, but only because I've, I've I've only seen that word written in Skyrim. Um, oh, I never oh. actually said it out. So, but I think I think it's, I gotta go with ten octopus. Yeah, I think yeah. We don't. Okay. A wise choice because the drag is just like twenty pages of collecting lavender. So, I think that's a Skyrim reference. I haven't played the game, but I uh, in my pop culture oh, reference yeah, okay. file that <laughs> I think that's in there. Um, yeah. Box checked. Um, so you you would like to go with tree octopus. Tree octopus, please. Tree octopus, and. I would like to point out that is T R E E. I'm not saying three octopus with an offensive Irish accent. I was about to. Okay, good. Thanks for clarifying. I I have it in my notes with an H. There so is only three octopus in the tree there. Hi, hi, hi. I want badly to to attempt that, but I know I'll I'll fail miserably, and so. Oh, sing a little song of the tree octopus. <laughs> you lost your one Irish listener, Av. <laughs> ah, good riddance to you, you feckers! <laughs> oh, now he's back. <laughs> he's here, beating me up. Um, <laughs> tree octopus. Tree octopus. From the beautiful <clears throat> Olympic Peninsula. When chickens started disappearing from farms and homesteads all over the settlement, folks thought that a family of raccoons was raiding the local hen houses. But I wasn't so sure. Raccoons are tough, all right, but they usually leave signs behind. Blood, feathers, maybe a few tufts of their own fur, if the rooster put up a fight. And there weren't any of those signs anywhere. 
these chickens were simply disappearing into thin air, and the hens around them were giving nary a cluck of warning. Old man Hudson sat up in his henhouse one night with his shotgun, looking to kill a raccoon. In the morning, three chickens were gone, and Hudson was none the wiser. Hmm. Are there... I have not spent the most time in America, but my understanding is that there are also, like, coyotes and, like, maybe foxes. Oh, yeah. There's, or... uh, you know, you have you have uh, foxes, coyotes, um hungry neighbors i think would probably be a, a pretty major concern um here just, in the past our rec yeah for sure our but i don't i raccoons doesn't really raccoons don't really come to mind as as chicken eaters that seems it seems like a lot of raccoons not to say that they're not vicious monsters uh sure they are but they are also yeah. uh eminently lazy and I think if there was literally anything to eat other than a live chicken, they would probably go for that first. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see if this is actually just an incredibly boring story about a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> the next line is just the end. So I guess it was. All right. <laughs> cool. Moving on to soap. <laughs> Old man Hudson raved about it one night in the tavern over the steady tap, tap, tapping of the rain against the tin roof. He swore up and down that it must be evil spirits getting his chickens, which was just plain nonsense. It wasn't haunts that were getting the chickens. It was a tree octopus. <laughs> so we're... we're he, old Man Hudson is covering a lot of ground in terms of suspects. Like, it was raccoons, it mm -hmm. was ghosts, it was tree octopus. Oh no, let me... Let me this, is, this is an even more elaborate situation. Uh, everyone thought it was raccoons. Old man Hudson, after sitting up all night in the hen house, was convinced that it was a ghost. And now our narrator is like, no, it wasn't ghosts. It was Got a tree octopus. Um, which is really like, you know, when somebody like tells you that they think that they saw a ghost and like somebody walks in like, no, what you saw was an alien. And it's like, oh, that's just a whole different flavor of crazy that you're bringing to this yeah. seven layer dip. Um, but I mean, like, for real, old man Hudson, like, you, you dumb donkus, you, how could, thinking it was a ghost when really it was a tree octopus, it's obvious. It's it, obvious. Clearly, it is a tree octopus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as evidence, the next line, oh, folks may scoff when I talked about tree octopuses, but I know for a fact that they exist. My granddaddy worked for the Hudson Bay Company way back when, and he'd passed down some strange stories about the time he spent hunting on the peninsula. One rainy summer, he was trekking through the deep forest when he came nose to beak with one of those critters. Huge and ugly as all get out. Granddaddy startled that octopus as much as it startled him, and it rose up tall on all eight of its suckered legs and scurried away through the ferns and up the nearest Douglas fir. Oh boy, I picked a winner. This is... <laughs> you know you know how when you eat um, bread that is made from grain that has mold on it, you have uh, LSD hallucinations? <laughs> And then you start the French Revolution. Uh -huh. Yeah. Or, or accuse a bunch of children of witchcraft. <laughs> oh, is that that too? Yeah, okay. Because fucking Goody Simpson is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It peeked down at Granddaddy with one dark liquid eye from about 50 feet up. And when he saw Granddaddy staring up at him, he climbed up even higher until Granddaddy lost sight of him. Granddaddy, we need to stop saying Granddaddy. Um, it's a little sexy. I yeah. Don't, yeah. <laughs> granddaddy was so shocked that he forgot to aim his gun until the critter was gone. <laughs> granddaddy, stop. <laughs> Granddaddy forgot how to aim his gun. <laughs> There's a tree octopus up there, you know. I don't care. I'll kill it with my guns. <laughs> Grandpa's trying to piss on that bird. <laughs> what do you mean, trying? <laughs> um, <laughs> just... It's, that's where the chickens are going. Fucking granddaddy's like peeing or fucking them to death. <laughs> um, <clears throat> granddaddy asked her. <laughs> Most old folks laughed at him and called him crazy. But one old coot who'd spent a lot of time in the rainforest pulled him aside and told him that it was a rare species of octopus that had adapted to life on land in the rainforest parts of the Northwest. They bred in the Puget Sound, and once the eggs hatched, the baby octopuses came up on land and made their way to the forest. When they got there, the critters built themselves dens way up in the tall trees, drinking the rainwater and eating tree frogs, insects, and birds. This is the uh, crazy... Like, I've heard a lot of crazy things. This is one of the craziest. Um, props to Schlossy Schlesher for saying octopuses instead of octopi. And I appreciate that they also got it right and didn't say tentacles. They called it arms, or I think it's legs. Mm -hmm. One of the two. Didn't say tentacles. So, I mean... Gams. Yeah, <laughs> the octopus stood up on all eight of its gams. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I... Props where props are due, we're, we're, we're getting... We're but that's where it ends. Yeah. That, those are the only props. Uh, and There is also mention of a beak. Yes. Beyond that... Yeah. Beyond that, everything is uh, lonely forest madness. I'm trying to think, like, is this, like, it's... It seems like, you know, when they go out to the sea and they see, like, a, a dugong or something, they're like, <laughs> mermaid, hot, hot woman, like... Look at how sexy that mermaid is! And, like, meanwhile, a manatee is the animal that looks the most like a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an it's an oblong with a face oh i want to be in that twinkie sea creature um. <laughs> um yeah that it's definitely like somebody saw like some um some lichen or uh i mean uh well, okay. we can save up, we like... can save theories to the end. I, I think we, sure, can, sure, we sure, can come sure. up with a solution for this. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, the old coot added that that Granddaddy had better be careful because them tree octopuses could grow quite large. One octopus had run off with the old man's hunting dog once while he was busy cooking dinner over the campfire. Never saw that dad blame dog again, and he was the best hunting dog I ever trained. The old man concluded mournfully. Uh, well, he wasn't very good if he got eaten up by a tree octopus. Like, <laughs> I, do better. I, I wonder if it's it's one of those things where, like, you know, 
animals are only primed for things that occur in their natural habitat, which is why, <laughs> like, why why a shark can be defeated by a stout punch to the nose. <laughs> yeah. This is a good point. Or oh, like yeah. if you if you like turn an alligator upside down, they go to sleep. Like it's just <laughs> things that don't normally come up in your habitat. Um, there's no stout punching fish. Um, but yeah, like may, the dog is just like not a, like what suckers? What are those? Huh? Um, <laughs> uh, it seems like the like the octopus would just get so like covered in like. If you've ever like been like wet barefoot in in a pine forest, like you're just covered in like pine needles and sap, and like the octopus would get so sticky and pokey. There's also something about the octopus where like their their the their esophagus passes through their body, and they have not like a centralized brain like we do. We have they have brains all throughout their body or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they have that, too many they, brains. Their esophagus passes through an area that like essentially runs through a brain. And so there are instances of them accidentally killing themselves when they eat something sharp. And there's just so much sharp shit <laughs> for them to be eating and accidentally killing themselves. I, I but this is all, we are lending too much credence to this already. Like we are completely overlooking the fact <laughs> we have, uh, we, at this point, like we are doing the mental equivalent of like sharpening a pitchfork. Like we're like, yeah, no, no, I'm sold. I'm sold. Let's go kill that witch. <laughs> Oh, Schlossy Schlosser has me. She hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in thrall. Um, after that conversation, Granddaddy kept his eye open for tree octopuses whenever he hunted on the peninsula. And one morning, a while later, my wife went out to feed the hens after breakfast, and she found six oh. of them gone. She came running back into the house, fired up with anger. You'd better get that raccoon, Jeremiah Smythe with a Y, before it eats all of our roosters, she roared at me. Otherwise, you ain't getting a bite of chicken to eat come wintertime. Now that was a threat to make any mortal man sit up and take notice. No fried chicken or chicken and dumplings this winter? Now that was downright cruel. Is there a gas leak? Like, what's wrong with these people? I also like that he present she The way that she is presenting it is, is like... Yeah, if you don't fix this problem, I won't make you chicken. No, it's that there won't be chicken to make. Like it's it's, it's like uh, Jeremiah Smythe. Is, it's like flowers for Algernon. Like he has the mind of a child or something. He's like, no chicken in winter for me. Oh no. Um, so it got th- it got three chickens. Yes, it got uh, six. It got six chickens. It got um, six chickens. It had to use those last two legs to, to run. By the end of this story, we'll have a we'll have a, a full word problem. <laughs> um, uh, so I knew how to kill a raccoon, but I didn't know how to kill an octopus. I thought I'd better have a chat with some of the fishermen who who caught the dang th- things out at sea. So shouldering my rifle, I headed down to the sound to try to catch one of them. <laughs> All right. Uh, I lo- I located a fellow who actually fished for octopus. He liked to eat them fried up like chicken. It sounded awful to me, but it takes all kinds. <laughs> okay, I see a little bit of. I feel like some foreshadowing. Um, gonna be like a chicken, maybe a, maybe a, a, a surplus uh, or bounty of octopus. Um, but also, I just like to posit that. Um, you could probably kill an octopus the same way you kill a raccoon. Uh, gun. Oh, with a gun? 
Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I, I like to think that Smythe with a Y is thinking I need to, like vampire or werewolf rolls. <laughs> what <laughs> he needs what? a silver bullet. <laughs> I went down to the fisherman in the sound to try to get a sterling silver fish hook. <laughs> I went and I asked if they could make me one of those bullets from Lovers Left Alive, the one that was coated in hard wood. <laughs> My plan was, if the shooting didn't work, I could throw the octopus into that weird acid pit that Tilda Swinton threw Anton Yelchin in. <laughs> uh, spoilers for Only Lovers Left Alive. Anyway, so, okay, so he's got his, like, solid silver harpoon. Um, yes. Ooh! Yeah, that's a good one. Right? How to kill a vampire mermaid? Oh, a were manatee. The were manatee's <laughs> fucking all the men folk. We gotta kill her. <laughs> um, oh no, it's even hotter now. <laughs> it has hair, it, and it still has some of its pants on. It's sexy pants from when it was a human lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's still got some lipstick on it's like manatee face but like the manatee face doesn't quite line up with where the human face was so the lipstick's just like off center <laughs> anyway mm. um <clears throat> after wishing me good hunting the guy headed out in his boat um and i wandered back home trying to figure out how to build a trap for the octopus that was eating our chickens from granddaddy's description, it would have to be pretty big, a couple feet long at least. So I grabbed an axe from the woodshed and started started to work right after our midday meal of the one chicken we had left. Oh. Um, took me all afternoon to fix up the dad blame thing, and I stole a couple pieces... Oh yeah, here. I stole a couple pieces of fried chicken from the pantry when me wife weren't looking to use as bait. When me wife... Is he Irish? <laughs> it's either Irish or Jamaican. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> it, it casts the story in a whole different light. Um, the story is suddenly a lot more interesting. It's <laughs> just like, huh? You just okay? You're up here with your chicken farm hunting for f tree octave. It makes it seem more like a like like the the episode of Community where he's like, why is there an astronaut in the corner making panini? And yeah. It's like just ask Black Hitler. It's so that nobody will believe you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, he, he's constructed a, uh, constructed a coop <clears throat> or a, a, a trap rather. Um, under my stool, I placed a dark lantern. It was all lit up inside, but you couldn't see the light unless I opened up one of the sides to let it out. It was a long wait and I had just about fallen asleep on my stool when I heard a stealthy swishing sound coming from the place where I'd set the trap. My eyes were adjusted to the dark by now, and there was a sliver of moonlight peering out from behind the clouds, just enough to see something snaking out of the shadows and pushing its way up through the door of the trap to grab the piece of fried chicken. Just like that, and the door swung down as soon as the chicken was pulled away from the floor. But it hit the top of a giant tentacle and could go no further. Oh, not, not quite an arm. Um, uh. A moment later, the tentacle slid back the way it came and disappeared in the shadows. Oh, it's a squid. <laughs> it's a tree squid. Duh. That's, Duh. that's totally reasonable. <laughs> this, oh, literally. Uh, this weren't a little old tree octopus. This is one of those giant squid creatures that, just like the ones oh. you read about in them Jules Verne books me wife favors. 
So this has taken a turn. I was just thinking how cool it would be if, like, he checks on the trap and it's, like, some deranged animal man. Yeah. It really takes a hard left turn. This isn't necessarily a hard left turn. This is kind of like a soft bend. In yeah, the road. but it's a, it's a curve in the road. Sure. It's not like... Yeah. I opened up the trap and I found a filthy, naked old forest man covered in octopus corpses. Um... I found me wife. <laughs> me wear me wear octopus wife. <laughs> her sexy makeup still on all of her suckers. <laughs> found me manatee wife in the cage. She was more beautiful than I'd ever seen before. A <laughs> great beautiful oblong. <laughs> oh, with her shitty makeup. <laughs> it's just it's a manatee in a wig. <laughs> I sat as still as I could, shaking like a leaf, remembering them pictures of the Nautilus going down under the tentacles of a giant squid. Now he's thinking about Jules Verne. He's thinking about 20,000 leagues under the sea. Jesus. Um, I could feel the liquid eyes of the great invisible octopus sizing me up, maybe for its next meal. I shook my head. This critter liked chickens. There was no way it was going to try to eat a grown man, he said, famous last wordsily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I raised my gun and pointed it towards the shadow where I'd seen the tentacle disappear. You stay away from my chickens, you hear? I said, thumbing off the safety. Behind me, I heard a couple startled clucks from inside the coop. (laughs) I jammed open the dark lantern I'd kept and rushed inside. There, at the very back of the henhouse, were two empty nests where live chickens had been just a moment before. A single white feather hovered in the air. It drifted slowly from side to side as it made its way to the floor. Very dramatic. Very much so. I blinked as I watched the feather, thinking, Oh boy, this is one very smart, very fast tree octopus. All around me, startled hens fluffed their feathers and blinked their beady eyes at the sudden light of my lantern. Outside of the coop, something caught the leg of the stool and tipped it over with a bang. There was a final slither and a swish, followed by a breathy, Hish! Hish! sound Hmm. that sounded suspiciously like a tree octopus laughing so he's gone mad at this point he is he's mad from a mix of chicken deprivation (laughs) yes and also but also it sounds like there's still a lot of chickens I i don't know about a lot but they're it it sounds like there might be some underlying causes here. Um, this might be um, hereditary uh, gr- granddaddy or whatever his name is is also insane. Clearly, oh yeah. So, uh, it could, I mean, this is in the past. It could also be like mercury poisoning or like you know, it's, uh, we we keep chewing on the lead. Maybe that's why. Maybe we need to eat more of it. <laughs> Just eat more leaded <laughs> chicken breast. Um, Uh, So, the next night I built a slightly larger trap and I set my stool up exactly the same place. It was almost midnight when I heard a large tentacle... (laughs) When I heard a large tentacle smashing into the trap and wrapping itself around the chicken leg I'd left there. Immediately I opened the dark lantern and twitched the rope holding the net. It came down with a large crash right on top of the huge gray-green mass hunched up at the edge of my yard. It started thrashing about in the light of the lantern, and suddenly the tentacle in the trap retreated and started pulling and yanking at the net. 
The creature stood up on all eight testicles, tentacles, up at a good seven or eight feet high. Um, the rope of the net was draped all around it, but it wouldn't take long for it to struggle free. It turned towards me, and I saw its luminous, liquid, dark eyes staring at me from inside the net. You stop eating my chickens, I yelled, jumping from my stool and aiming the rifle at the beast. But somehow, I couldn't shoot it. I guess I'm just a softy like my granddaddy. It was such a magnificent, impossible critter. Instead, I took a couple steps forward and gave it a mighty thwack with the butt of my rifle. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just a bit of a softy. Let me... I'm, a, I'm a real, you know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I said, pistol whipping an animal. <laughs> <laughs> real pacifist I am. <laughs> The tree octopus jumped and scrambled sideways on its eight legs. No more chickens, I said again. <laughs> and gave it another thwack. Oh, boy. It's a real, like, Joan Crot, like, no wire hangers! Um, the creature opened its beak and made a funny sort of hissing sound, almost like a dog whining. You stick to squirrels, I told it firmly, raising the butt of my rifle again. It squealed and scrabbled backwards with all of its might, tripping over a large tree root and falling into the ferns at the edge of the forest. Oh, Got sad there. I feel really bad for this poor... Because I'm just... I'm picturing, like, you know, the like a cartoon octopus now being like, No, don't hit me! Um, but also, clearly they're thinking, like, the... The octopus is just kind of a guise for a dog. Like, that's the way that they're personifying yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it makes a, a sad dog whimpering sound. And, <laughs> and he's like smacking it. Like, Go on out, get. It, yeah, it's not like a rolled up newspaper on the snout. It's like the butt of a rifle to a soft, spongy membrane. Like, that's that's, that's hard. Um, then it, it raced away sideways like a crab, net and all. I waited until the slithering and crashing sounds had stopped. Then I took up my spot on the stool and dozed by the chicken coop until dawn, just in case it got any more sneaky ideas. In the morning, I jogged into the forest and found the rope not about a hundred yards from the edge of the farm. It hadn't taken the critter long to divest itself of its trap once it got away from me in the light. I hurried back to the yard to count chickens, but there were still the same number as had been there the night before. Which is... X minus ten chickens. I don't. We'll get it. We'll get this. We'll get the. Yeah. yeah we'll figure it out. Um, all was quiet for one week, then two. I guess I had frightened off the tree octopus for good. So at the end of the third week, I packed a knapsack for myself and headed out into the woods with my fishing pole. I thought a lot about the tree octopus in the last few weeks, sort of measuring the distance between the locations it had been raiding and matching it against the layout of the forest. I made my way slowly into a thick grove of moss-laden trees that lay at the midpoint between the homesteads. It was near a fast-running stream, quiet and private, filled with insects and little creatures. The sort that were the natural food of the tree octopus. Yes. Yep, of course. Correct. Yeah, as as established. That's in that's in the story. That's not me being snarky. Um. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it had to remind us. <laughs> I sat down at the base of the biggest of the trees, a double Douglas fir. Is that like a like a megazord? Like it's a Douglas fir that is even more Douglas fir than a Douglas fir, a double Douglas it's fir. Teaching us how to count. 
Yeah. Double Douglas fur, tree octopus, um, <laughs> X numbers of chickens. Um, uh, yeah, this is it's a really elaborate and wrong-headed way to create a mnemonic device for learning what numbers are. <laughs> Um, about halfway up the tree there was a large hammock of moss that looked like a giant squirrel's nest it sort of hung in the thickest branch stretching between the trunks of the twin firs just below it I thought I saw a brown and green mottled figure wrapped around the tree trunk although it might have been a trick of the shadows leaving my knapsack at the base of the tree I wandered over to the stream with my pole to do some fly fishing and out of the corner of my eye, I caught a brief glimpse of a dark, liquid eye peering at me through the moss-covered branches. As soon as my back was turned, I heard a slithery sound and a slight whoosh as my knapsack rushed skyward. A moment later, it fell to the ground with a soft thud. I waited a few more minutes, making a few more casts with my line, conscious all the while of a pair of eyes watching me from high. Then I headed back to my knapsack under the tree. It lay upside down on the ground. Hey, I said loudly as I bent to pick up my knapsack. A watery blue eye appeared through the mossy branches and watched me fishing around inside the now empty knapsack. Who took my fried chicken? I exclaimed in mock surprise. It's like when you try and shame a dog like, uh-huh. Did who ate this? Who tore up this toilet paper? It Was it you? It feels like it's more like when I am cooking something and I like accidentally like drop a crumb of it on the floor for fun and then I I I dramatically <laughs> say like, "Oh no, it happened again." Because <laughs> um, the following that he says, "Above me, I heard a breathy hish hish hish," which sounded suspiciously <sighs> like a tree octopus laughing. End of story. <laughs> oh, that fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that blew. Um, oh, I mean, we like just such a simple, simple man. I'm gonna talk to this <laughs> octopus. It's gonna understand me. I'm also gonna beat it with my gun. I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah, oh. it's a real. It, it's like black snake moan, but with an octopus. Um, I now. You can mock this 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 gentle giant of a man. But I will say, his plan seems to have worked. Because the octopus did not come back to the farm. And then he went and sought it out and, like, sneakily gave it some chicken. Why? Yeah, to be Why did he go back? I you know, he wanted a friend. Other than his, you know... Uh, his wife who won't cook him any goddamn chicken yeah <laughs> my wife won't conjure any chicken for me to eat cause there's no chicken left um yeah no that, and all the people that bar make fun of him yeah I guess <laughs> the only friend I have is the tree octopus um I maybe it's like you know at the end of predator um, or no, not at the end of Predator. <laughs> it's at the end of, I think it's at the end of Predators, plural, where okay. the main character kills one of the Predator, or no, like, kills one of the Predators, and so they give him, like, a, like a, a human gun from, like, 1740 as a trophy to oh, be sweet. like, you've earned our respect for killing <laughs> one of us. Um, and it also, like, it's like, oh, the Predators have been coming here for hundreds of years. Cool. Um... Maybe it's like that, so like after he, he bested the tree octopus, he can go out and be like, 
It's alright, buddy. Why don't you have a piece of chicken with me? Okay, okay, so he, he yeah, he's he's rebuilding that bridge. Like, he didn't want yeah. to burn it completely. Like, I know I hit you or one of your ilk with, uh, with, with the butt of my gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe he... He actually just, like, he, he in some way, like, mentally incapacitated the octopus to the point where it could no longer hunt. So he, he's under, oh no he's under onus to, like, go out and, like, I have to feed the octopus chicken because it depends on me now. Um, I have to go feed my eight-legged dog. Hiss, hiss, hiss. I, th- this, this story, while it is, um, I, okay, I guess we can, we, we should rate it and then we can give our, our final thoughts. Mm. Um. Uh, I am going to give this uh, three out of five uh, empty chicken nests and three out of five empty heads. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> heads, um, he- three out of five empty, three out of five heads as empty as the chicken nests that they are looking at. <laughs> I'm I'm going to give it a double Douglas out of a, out of a quintuple Douglas. <laughs> I'm going to give it a solid two out of five. Uh, a, a double Douglas out of a tree octopus. <laughs> there do that math. You have to convert. You have to convert to the, to the, so it's the same units before you can really do anything with it. But yeah. That converts that's to basically. 11 D granddaddies. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Like this story is, um, I mean, it's, it's clearly not scary. No, but it is it is weird enough to strike my fancy. It's also Dad has mentioned tree octopuses. He's lied to it like uh, for those <laughs> who are listening who don't know. Um, my my father is a teacher, and as as I recall, he's he's lied to some of his students, <laughs> telling them that in Washington there are tree octopuses. But he he was saying that I I think as I remember him telling it they. Like a storm washed them out of the water, and they flew and like were hanging in trees and stuff like that. So that was going to be my um, my my Sherlocking of of the legend is like you know clear. Oh, I spoiled it. Sorry. Oh no, no, like that's that's <laughs> just like we were reading through it. I'm like, I wonder if like an octopus just like or not even like blew out with a storm, but like you know we have eagles in the Pacific Northwest. They're like big. Oh, they yeah. are big fucking birds, and they will pick up an octopus and drag him into a tree for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, a, a, a meal in a tree does not a tree octopus make, I suppose. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I, I would love, I would love to see this, uh, as an, as a 10 minute long animated short about a man, you know, making friends with a tree octopus. After beating it. Yes, yes. And maybe... Maybe, yeah. okay, maybe, like, maybe you lighten up on that a little bit. Maybe he, like, m- you know, it's that, that classic turn of, like, guy sees monster, guy is about to kill the monster, guy, like, you yeah. know, realizes that monster has babies that it's feeding. He's like, it, oh. That's exactly it. Guy sees monster, and then, like, we rack focus behind it, and we see monster babies coming out of the, the, the base of the tree, and he's like, oh. oh. 
You're just I like me. Am... And he turns around and you see his babies and <laughs> and his baby has a baseball cap and he looks at the monster and the monster has a baby that has a baseball cap too. It's like, oh, we are same. All of his monster babies are crawling on his back too. Um, <laughs> They're just possums. Yeah, and one of the babies looked at me. <laughs> he just found a big possum. <laughs> I found a monster. <laughs> it's a tree octopus. It's just, it's the Pacific Northwest, so it could just be like a wet possum. I found an octopus with only one tentacle. Um. Yeah. Oh, There's something, what was I going to say? Oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. It might come back to me. Oh, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, we'll, we'll edit it in here. There we go. Yeah, so like I, this is one of those weird stories where I'm like, it's not particularly good, but like there's, it's weird enough. I'm like, yeah, all right. Good, yeah. Good for you, little buddy. <laughs> um, Definitely yeah. went if yeah, and that's the thing. If you've not heard of, if your if your father's not lied to you about tree octopuses in the past, then this is really something that you come into, going, oh, yeah. What the fuck is up with this? <laughs> um, it it feels like in in the grand tradition of like um, uh, places with fort like I. I I think, like, in Australia, they had, like... Drop bears. Yeah. I was about ex- to mention. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's like, you know... Um, uh, you know, whether it's old myth or, like... And I think in Australia, they actually... There's some fossil evidence for, like, weird bears that, like, lived in forests. Um, so it could be... It could be that that is, like, a, a, a distant cultural memory of, of a thing that came before. Um, the octopus. That is less likely, I think. I'm also just realizing now with with the drop bears, as I recall, they were koala bears that would drop onto your head and like attack you. you and like scratch you and, and murder you. Yeah, at, at no point in the story were the tree octopuses uh, really any danger to the people. It sounds no, like. no, they like, just like they can get big, they just like chicken, but like yeah, and uh, the occasional yeah. dog, which we don't even know. The dog may have just wandered sure. off. <laughs> yeah, uh, a character. Named only as Old Coot said that one got his yes. dog. I'm not going to put a lot of stock in that. If you, you know, my my no. apologies to Old Coot and his family. Um, <clears throat> yeah, ton, that was that was big stupid fun. I um, I am yes. I am pleasant. I am unscared but pleasantly surprised. I'll say that. Um, don't don't leave your your arms or your feet dangling <laughs> off the edge of your bed because a tree octopus might grab them. To do something with them, it wouldn't. Yeah, just it wouldn't eat them, but it might like gum them a little bit. Yeah, it might just kind of touch them a little bit. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, so don't do it. It's bad too. I don't like it. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that's that's you know, <clears throat> we're off to a start. Strong start. Mm, okay. <laughs> we're off to a start. We are off to, <laughs> we are off to start. Um, so now, now it is uh, it is my turn or your turn, depending on how we want to qualify that. Um, and I think. You know, the the temptation would be to do uh, something like The Extra Student, which uh, it does take place in. It, it This is like the rare jackpot occasion where we have a story that is from the literal place where you are from. It is from 
Vancouver, Washington. Um, I feel like this is a pretty good selection. We got I brought up octopuses, mm-hmm. and then there was a story about an octopus. We are brothers, and there's a story called "You Are My <laughs> you Brother." You are my brother. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have one that is no shit, like based where I was spawned. It's it's so. it's 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 eerily perfect. Um, it worked out good. Uh, we should both buy lottery tickets after this. Um, I already did. Uh, oh, perfect! Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, all right, so I think yeah, I guess we'll we'll go with uh, the extra student. Um, okay. So I will uh, be fucked up. I'm just like, all right, make up the story. I can't send you pictures of it. <laughs> um. While this fun uh, inside baseball is happening, uh, I, I want to ask, is, uh, is is my computer, it sounds like it's making fan noises. Is that, is that coming through too loud at all? I can hear a little bit of a fan noise, but... I'll see if I can prop it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can help it cool down. Mine's sitting on a milk crate to maximize airflow. Oh, excellent. Mine is on a hefty moleskin. It doesn't seem Moleskin? Moleskine. Oh, you think it's like maniskin, that band? Yes, exactly. Uh, (laughs) 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 It's pronounced like Thor's hammer. It's moleskine. I like that. <laughs> All right, so I am Angola, man. I am taking uh, taking pictures of these uh, pages, and I will send them to you. This one is a shorty, so if it, I haven't skimmed this one at all. Okay. If this one ends up uh, blowing real hard, we can uh, we can just do another one that's also short. It's actually a weird story. It, it actually just chronicles my birth. Oh, that's it is weird how that happens. Um, all right, so it looks like. It's uh, it's literally three pages. That's that's fine. And one of the pages Beautiful. is just a picture of a boy with a a an underbite so pronounced he looks like Kira Knightley in any Kira Knightley movie. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, they did come through. I'm just making sure that they came through. Ooh, that is... Is that a... What is that? I guess that's a boy. He looks like Beavis. <laughs> quite pretty. He's <laughs> got real uh, real Beavis and Butthead energy. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so this is uh, the extra student. Uh, I just want to make sure. The first page begins with... Uh, she laughed to herself? Yep, that's the one. Okay. Um, I, well, I'm going to, s- to start from the very first word that I see, which is just Vancouver. <laughs> Vancouver, she laughed to herself. <laughs> Vancouver, she laughed to herself when she woke in darkness in the wee hours of the morning. It never failed. No matter how many years she had been teaching, she still got excited and nervous on the first day of a new term. <laughs> She tried to get back to sleep, but her mind was racing with her lesson plan. <laughs> the insanity of like just like of somebody like like la- like going oh, from lesson. asleep to conscious laughing. I can think of nothing more terrifying. Like, <laughs> oh, <lessons. laughs> like oh, Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> geometry. Um, I'm, do you do you have those dreams where you, like you'll try and say something in the dream and you'll accidentally wake yourself up? Like you think it's uh-huh. that? Yeah, yeah. She's she was she was having a really funny dream about trapezoids. <laughs> she her her giggling. She's so fun. <laughs> I do love rhombuses. <laughs> <laughs> what a romp. Um, I just real quick, just already want to point out that as uh, as I keep bragging about it, but as as somebody that has a father that's a teacher, mm-hmm. um, I don't think must be nice. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> as somebody with a shared father, um, I don't I don't know that anyone's ever excited about lesson plans. No, but, uh, no, I can't. Um, unless you had like found a way to make a lesson plan that would like prevent you from ever having to make another lesson plan in the future like some sort of mad <laughs> lesson plan to end all lesson plans <laughs> yeah if you've made like the one ring equivalent of a lesson plan then you would probably cackle maniacally for a while because yeah that plan would probably be and then we all drink from our cups <laughs> at the same time <laughs> and then we sleep uh, but her mind was racing through her lesson plans and she kept wondering what her new students would be like. An hour before her alarm rang, she finally gave up trying to sleep. She was in the classroom early, tidying her things. She spent half an hour putting together a welcome bulletin board and swept the floor so thoroughly that folks could probably eat off it. Gross. Uh, eventually, she heard voices in the hallway as the other teachers slowly trickled into the academy. What a, like... This is what a character this character already is. Like the other teachers are probably coming in. Like, do you do you think Bethany's already in here? Oh, there she is. Fucking a. Like, <laughs> God, there she just don't look. Don't don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Ooh, lessons. I'm imagining that like you. Know, there's an episode of like Westworld. I think it's like halfway through the first season where like Dolores undergoes some like pretty dramatic trauma and they like reset her mind, and so she's just like sitting there in this like kind of like traumatized affect, and they're like. Tell us what you tell us what you think about the world, and then like this like eerie smile grows across her face, and she just like inhales like yeah. she's about to tell. She's like, <gasps> and like then they they cut it like cuts to black, and that's that's what I'm picturing for this teacher, just like big, um, I'm a robot who doesn't know that I'm about to be murdered <laughs> vibe. <laughs> I see the beauty in this world. Oh, you know, and scrolling to the bottom, I actually see that this is this is guest written by uh, Michael Crichton. So. <laughs> it checks out. <laughs> um, explains all these sneaky Republican undertones. It explains why, uh, not to spoil it, but they're on an island. Um, <laughs> oh no, it's his one story. <laughs> oh no, dinosaurs, Napalm. Teacher Island. Um, <laughs> it's a theme park, but all the teachers are teachers. Uh, <laughs> Um, floor so thoroughly that folks could probably eat off it. Eventually, she heard voices, not in her head, in the hallway, as the other teachers slowly trickled into the academy. When she poked her head into the teacher's lounge, she was greeted with friendly waves and happy voices teasing her about her preterm nerves. Uh, she relaxed and went to join her colleagues, happy to be back. Finally, finally, go ahead. I love just the delineation of, like, teasing. the Her, you know, how the 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 person being bullied often thinks that it's teasing, it. but yes. it's not teasing. It's bullying. 
No, I'm in on the joke. When they give me like wedgies, it's cool. I mean, that's that's it's a it's we're adults. They know how want. much I need to breathe, which is why they put my head in the toilet because it's funny when I don't I can't do that. It's and they gave me that swirly once, and I know that's why they call me swirly. But it's 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 cool. I'm in on it. I'm in that's on why it. Why they call me shit hair? <laughs> it's, it's why they call me dumb, stupid, fucking idiot. It's, like it's just it's just it's just a fun just a fun nickname. <laughs> They're so witty. <laughs> just like not even the slightest bit clever. <laughs> they're not even sure at this point they don't even dislike her they're just like they're like morbidly curious about how far they can push it before she realizes that they hate her this year they've started calling me the c word um (laughs) in front of my students (laughs) the students have started doing it too um finally Finally, and this is emphasized, finally, the first bell rang, and her first class came rushing in. They were eager and lively and full of high spirits. I doubt that. No, this is the the alcohol. They were full of spirits. (laughs) It was a different time. It was the past. The the water would would kill you. Um. The spirits were a safer bet. Um, She felt her heart lift at the sight of their fresh faces, and soon a lively dialogue between teacher and new students was established. They this liked is it. like fucking Republican, Republican copaganda bullshit. Like n- that, this has never happened. But this is what like Leave It to Beaver wants you to think. The idealized America that never was and never will be, <laughs> but that Republicans insist exists and is, or was. Excuse me, uh, before the libs took. And over. everyone was white. I mean, right? Every, it, it was fun. <laughs> Shut up. She tossed review questions at them to see how much information they'd retained from the previous grade. And they were quick to answer. And most of the answers were correct. <laughs> That's not me adding that. That's um what So some of them were wrong. What's seven times seven? Cantaloupe <laughs> Good. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> we'll circle back to that. <laughs> She's just making a note that says soft brain. <laughs> <laughs> And do you have any pets? Tree octopus. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Nurse. Um, one little lad <laughs> sitting in one of the front desks was particularly knowledgeable. She was impressed by his answers and more impressed by the fact that he didn't push himself forward as the class know-it-all. He answered quickly and quietly and let others take their turns. He had bright blue eyes and curly dark hair and his smile was impish. This, uh, I don't like the tone of this. No, she's gonna, she's gonna have sex with that little lad. This is, it's got some, there's a, there's a, an undertone of like a Mary Kay Letourneau happening here. Uh, Uh, he seemed to soak in information like a sponge. The teacher smiled back at him and tossed out another history question, seemingly at random which he answered promptly after a, pro- a pause indicated that no one else knew the answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, this is normal so far. At that moment, the bell rang. The teacher sighed and then smiled. Her first class of the term had been a success. 
To her surprise, the curly-haired boy in the front row jumped up from his seat and hurried towards the door, the door without waiting for her to dismiss the class. That seems strange, after his polite behavior during class. She opened her mouth to reprimand him and then gasped as he walked straight through the wall <gasps> beside the closed door and vanished. <gasps> He's like Kitty Pride from X-Men. Or a ghost. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Or a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the, the juggernaut is also like a ghost in only one regard. Moving through walls. <laughs> Does it different, but yeah, he meets that criteria. Yeah, yeah, technically. Um, the, the one line that I retained from that movie. Uh, <laughs> and there being like a porcupine man. But he uh, it's that the porcupine man like like re, like really like s soft hugs that you know that that old lady actor who has yes. that she has that voice that sounds like this she's very known for having this voice um, she might have kind of a german something it's on. a little bit of an accent but yeah he like gives her so. a he gives her a soft hug and it's just like a <laughs> yeah a little bit horrifying um that was the one where Magneto moved the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, yeah, that movie, right. that movie was bad and dumb. Was that the also the one where we got uh, Frasier as Beast? That was the part about it that I liked. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great Beast. And it's at some point, I think he it might be when he sees that Magneto has moved the Golden Gate Bridge. His his uh, his exclamation is, "Oh my stars and garters!" <laughs> uh, have you seen that video of uh, what's that actor's name? Is it something uh, oh, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Have you seen the video of Kelsey Grammer falling off stage? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the video of him falling off stage is so good and it's um <laughs> shortly thereafter he was in a, a a bruce willis level bad movie called money plane uh -huh. and it's like it's like there's a there's a super casino it's on a plane it's called the money plane you can bet on anything <laughs> on the money plane there's and there's a quote of kelsey Grammer like you can bet on anything guy fucking an alligator money plane <laughs> It's like <laughs> cool. Um and his his character's name in that in that movie is his character's name is Darius Emmanuel Grouch the Third. Oh no. And, and his nickname is like the Rumble. Not the Grouch, which it clearly <laughs> it clearly would be the Grouch. Um Please, the Grouch was my father, and his father before him. <laughs> Call me the wrong. Um, um. I also like that that implies a sort of circle of violence, or a, rather a cycle of violence. Like, the father was, the grandfather was Tio that he got that name, and he was like, I'm going to inflict this pain on someone else. And he passed you it to too then... will be the Grouch. <laughs> and he's, you too he's, shall bear this curse. He's, he's breaking the cycle. No, no, daddy, no, grandpappy, no, peepaw, I'm the rumble. <laughs> <laughs> no p daddy <laughs> um, anyway let's get back to this uninteresting school story ostensibly about ghosts mostly about tangents mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um <laughs> the, that's the slogan <laughs> around her the students exclaimed in shock and fear did you see shrieked one of the girls did you see he went right through the wall a ghost? He was a ghost, another boy shouted. It's a shame that I spent so much time sweeping the floor so thoroughly, because now it was just covered in child pee. 
<laughs> Shit, no one can eat off this floor now. <laughs> um, pandemonium reigned as students from the first class shrieked and shattered, and students felt filing in for the next class tried to figure out what was going on it's the teacher sat on the edge of her desk feeling faint and dizzy it's that scene from the the halloween simpsons where groundskeeper willie is freddy krueger and they like they're like <laughs> wheeling martin's they have martin's body under a sheet and like they start to wheel it out and principal skinner is standing on a corner of the sheet and it falls off all the kids scream and principal skinner's like just get it out of here and they leave and you just hear higher pitched screams and he's like no not the kindergarten <laughs> oh boy (laughs) um it wasn't until a student oh and then we get uh we get the picture of beavis at his desk (laughs) 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 teacher blows He he said he needed a tree octopus for his bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what, what what year was it that that, uh, that the colonizers sailed the ocean blue? Uh Was it 1732? 1472? 1472 something 72. I'm just picturing Beavis going <laughs> 70 1472. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the one thing that he's retaining. <laughs> Uh, listeners, I'd like to apologize for my... <laughs> I'd like to apologize for subjecting you to an attempt at an Irish accent followed by an attempt at a Beavis impersonation. I have two Beavis, Irish Beavis. Anyway, it wasn't until a student brought her a drink of water that she recovered herself enough to dismiss the first class and welcome the second. So she, at that point, she has a class full of Two classes worth of students just panicked and freaked out. Yep. Two, two. <laughs> and she's like demanding that the children bring her the adult water. Like, I bring me, bring me the spirits that you children have. <laughs> um, <laughs> her a drink of water that she recovered herself enough to dismiss the first class and welcome the second. Um, over lunch, the teacher told the story to her colleagues in the teacher's lounge. Those who had been at the academy the longest exchanged knowing glances. In hushed voices, they told her that the school had the reputation for being haunted by the ghosts of students who had died too young. Um, did they die at the school? Yeah, sure. If if it's the academy in that era, I think it was a boarding school. Oh, uh, sure. Spoilers, I went to the school. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not kidding. I went there for um, oh what like kindergarten. Like I just pieced that together. Yeah, this is the academy in in Vancouver. I went there from uh, like kindergarten through second grade. I think. Did you see Ghost Beavis? I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. He said he needed tree octopus for his bunghole. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. No, okay. Uh, and at that point, he was just kind of such such a such a fixture that yeah, it, was, he it wasn't didn't like... seem strange or anything. No. We're just used to it at that point. There he goes. I'll tell you about um, the actual ghost from that that place later. It's it's not it's less interesting. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, we set the bar pretty high with Beavis 
who knows history and <laughs> keeps talking about tree octopuses. Um, what I'm trying to do so. there is because Beavis was always like, I need TP for my bunghole. And TP yeah. kind of sounds like tree octopus. Oh. Like it, it kind of, anyway. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a long walk. I appreciate it more. I appreciate that you, that you broke it down for me. Thank you. Um, footsteps were heard after hours. Genders reported the sounds of children talking and laughing inside darkened classrooms, and sometimes the teachers themselves had felt invisible presences rushing down the empty hallways. Yeah, it's, um, an, it's an old drafty building, but okay, fair enough. Wind. Yep. Um, they don't like us to talk about it, the math teacher added. <laughs> I think you're the first teacher to actually see a ghost student in the classroom, but we've all felt them. That's inappropriate. <laughs> We are uh, going to have to fire you, and also we are mandatory reporters, so the police will be getting involved in this story from here on. Yeah, no shit math, teacher. They don't want you talking about how you felt of children. I, um, they, they were dead, though. <laughs> oh, not. You're just digging that grave deeper, buddy. How else am I supposed to touch him if I don't dig the grave first? He's got a point. He's very logical. He's the math teacher That's for a reason. That's why he's the math teacher. <laughs> The others nodded solemnly, and the teacher felt goosebumps <laughs> rise on her skin. Ghosts in the building, in her classroom? She didn't like the thought. Not at all. Racist. The teachers. <laughs> the teacher gathered up her purse and her bags at the end of the day in a thoughtful mood. It had been an interesting first day, full of all sorts of students. Eager, belligerent, tired, happy, <laughs> sad. Oh, and one ghostly. <laughs> Grumpy, sleepy, angry, dopey. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> <laughs> they said teaching would be a challenge, she murmured to herself as she left the classroom. Boy, they weren't kidding. It doesn't, I mean, like, lady, it, this doesn't sound like a major hardship. You had a great student in your class and he just didn't use the door properly. Maybe you should fucking re-examine your priorities. <laughs> She's going to freak out when she gets that kid that uses the ramp <laughs> Did you see? Did you see? Cyborg! Um, cyborg! He's like a Transformer boy! <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus, no. Ma'am, don't. <laughs> to point it out like that. Um, He's after the AllSpark! <laughs> <laughs> oh, all of these teachers are getting fired for various... But... For good for, reason. For gas leak brain damage related reasons. Oh, just inappropriate across the board. Um, <laughs> she paused for a moment and glanced back at her desk where the ghost student had sat. Oh, excuse me, at the desk where the ghost student had sat. <laughs> Everyone who had refused to sit there that day, even the students who hadn't seen the ghost, and she didn't blame them, a shiver ran through her body. Should she keep teaching at a haunted school? <laughs> Then she remembered that ghost boy's happy grin, and her fear faded. Maybe she should. There you go. She waved a hand at the empty desk and headed home to dinner. The end. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 fucking lame. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. Are you kidding me? Um. Um. All right. Well, that. Do you want to call that one a wash? Do you want a different story? Uh, I mean, I, you know, we're at like two hours. I think that, okay. you know, look, 
as as the great <laughs> as the great Sam Elliott once said, some days you get the bear and some days the bear gets you. So you know, this might be one of those situations where we just have to reconcile ourselves with the fact that these stories blow. Giving much too much credit to um, to to how he pronounces the word bear. Bear. Uh, bear. Bar. The bar. <laughs> um, <laughs> Draug. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, all things considered, that story was real dumb. But, you know, we had a lot of fun while it was happening to us. While it, while it happened to us. That's good <laughs> like a much like a car accident this is a story that you know is thrust upon you um and we still have yeah we still have a, a whole third segment um yeah, yeah that's true yeah yeah i went to that school spooky i guess uh it's a very old building i think it's the like the oldest brick building in vancouver maybe or maybe it was the oldest school or something um it was started by creepy creepy nuns uh and most of the building like when i was going to school there like great chunks of it had fallen into disrepair so like there were parts of the buildings that were just like un unhabitable uh and uh there were yeah it was like this part is the school this part is like the burnt out shell don't go in that part um and the only ghost that i encountered there was uh this actually ties in a little bit with the tree octopus spell uh story from previously there was like an antechamber, like a kind of like an entry foyer waiting area where all the kids would wait to be picked up after school um, but because it was a really big complex and the school couldn't afford all of it, the antechamber was both occupied by the school and it was also like the entryway for a McMinimins bar, oh. uh, that always smelled like chicken strips. <laughs> wow. Tying it back together. And it was like, it was a, it's a bar in America. So like kids, you weren't allowed to go in even with a parent. Because, you know, it's like no under 21s in this bar that's in a school. Uh, so it was just this, like, three years of my life, I was just followed by the, the ghost of fried chicken. Just the looming specter of the smell of chicken. So, you know, it all comes together. It's like It does. And to quote the great George Lucas, it's, it's like poetry. They rhyme. I just, I'm just thinking of George Lucas now and <laughs> some of the decisions he's made. I made bad choices from day one. Star Wars was a movie that was saved by editing. Um, and by his wife saying, no, what the hell are you doing? Why'd you take the force out what? of this? No, this are, is, you... are you high? What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> what if he fought like a giant ant? Would that be good? Anyway, I'm going to go ruin Indiana Jones. You met Shia LaBeouf? Uh, is he going to be in the new one, do you think? Ugh, they're making a new one? Yeah. Oh, Harrison Ford is like 11 But he has dots on his face in the 
like pictures that we've seen so far so they're gonna just be like putting young face on him <laughs> digitally de- so it's gonna be like it's gonna look like harrison ford with progeria or something like it's like just really stiff jointed young <laughs> Jones. uh and just to clarify the the ghost was just the smell of chicken yes the ghost was okay. was just a a a a chicken dream that i had <laughs> um Shout out to uh, Skinner Montessori and the principal, who everybody just called Nino. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Nino, there was Nino. It was like it was run by these sisters. There was Nino and Nikki, and Nikki clearly just she. It was a kind of you know like '90s overall dresses where it's like there's like a blouse underneath it, and then there's like the, kind of like a a dress skirt that goes over the top that like ends and like kind of a an overall over the shoulder thing. I believe so. Yes. And it's like, you know, it's like frilly. It like, and she, so she had, she clearly had a pattern for one of these. Cause she wore this combination of shirt and overall dress every day in a different material. And it was st- to a child. It was stunning. It was mind boggling. Cause I'm like, it's like a, it's like a Batman action figure where like they, like they, it's the same mold, but they just change <laughs> the paint. Um, the, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, shout out to uh, Skinner, the now defunct Skinner Montessori and, um, uh, the teachers, uh, Betty and Kim for whom I named two pet chickens that grandma Fletcher bought me without my parents <gasps> permission. <laughs> Oh, I've seen that picture of you with those chickens. Yeah, they went to go live on a farm. Is that code, or did they really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, speaking of things that are dead. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna rate that. What are we? What are we? What are we giving that? What, what's your rating for that story? Oh boy, um... <sighs> I'm taking a. There was mention of a sponge at one point, <laughs> like a like an intellectual sponge. Yes. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three out of five uh, sponges, knowledge sponges. <laughs> three out of five dead child brain sponges. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to give that. Um, I'm going to give that two out of five walls that, no, two out of, I'm going to give that two out of five walls, one of them with no hole in it from the ghost and the other with a hole in it from the juggernaut. <laughs> yes. <perfect. laughs> That's the most obtuse rating I've ever given anything. Um <laughs> um yeah no that was um that story was dumb and bad and the only the only thing that made it good was the fact that we had a lot of fun about that uh teacher who sounds like she had like was too uppity in the past and had to get a lobotomy to quiet her down she got one of those ones where they they stick the needle up your your eyeball and Uh just kind of tap 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 your yeah yeah, um, the problem is that Susan's got a lot of crazy ideas about voting and owning property, so we think that it's best if we just put an ice pick through the front of her skull a little bit. A little, just, just a little. Just to let some of her angry, angry blood out, and 
quiet her down a little bit. She'll be right as rain in no time. She has emotions sometimes, and I don't much care for it. When you um, when you go to so down in Salem, um, the uh, one with the witches or the other one? The uh, the other one, the less the less okay. interesting, the one with the Goonies. No, that's that's a story. Uh, what does Salem have? Nothing. Um, <laughs> when you go down to Salem, there's the the Oregon Mental Health Museum, which is just an old timey asylum, and there is a room full of urns of ashes of people who were committed there in 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 the olden times with a little description of why they were committed and there is a troubling amount of them who are like you know uh mary bell potter uh committed by her husband because she had an opinion yeah a lot of hysteria like just like hysteria no further um yeah not, that's it yeah and no no details no specifications mm, just... nope oh you know what that this is what salem has this is what i was thinking of uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest the the mental health museum is the asylum where they filmed one flew over the cuckoo's nest oh yeah okay. so there you go um it's yeah at the something. end of the yeah at the end of the tour um they they smother you with a pillow <laughs> Aww. Uh, that's sweet yeah uh yeah next time you come to visit we should go do that also you should come to visit because i have a car now and it would be more fun yes and you have a kayak yeah a car and or a canoe i have a canoe 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 yeah canoe. um yeah we can go out to uh all of the all of the islands that you're not well not that you're not supposed to go to but the, <laughs> the, that are otherwise inaccessible excellent i want to see some fish ghosts yeah 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 oh yeah watch that love death and robots episode then i will um so yeah that's those are some spooky spooky disappointments um (laughs) as the the digital fire that we have lit slowly burns down and the the embers of our browser histories die away Mm. um i will i will douse this this fire and bury it uh, so that it is dead out and we do not we do not cause any digital wildfires uh but in the meantime while i do that uh do tell me has anything scary ever happened to you in the haunted house that you live in some of the time no (laughs) all right good night (laughs) the end yeah no um yeah yeah, so this is I have to say, yeah, this, you know, you, we have had, it's a, it's a real like 12 angry men or like Rashomon situation where it's like, we, we have heard the story <laughs> of the all ghost. different angles. Yeah. We have heard the story of the ghost house from several perspectives. And, um, and now this is the final one, uh, I believe, because we can't talk this to anybody else and <laughs> other than the ghost, yeah. maybe. The f- Ooh, that'd be fun. The, we the should do a ghost. seance. Yes. Um, uh, yes, this is the final and the real uh, recounting. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, it's it's that third ending of Clue where it's like, but this is how it really happened. But this is, yes, exactly. Yeah. And to, um, to catch any any listeners, any listener, I guess, up who, who might not have heard of this, uh, my family owns a spooky home in the the mountains of Italy, where a number of spooky things may have happened. Nice, nice, uh, nice plausible deniability. There. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the house is 
an old old house asking the neighbors uh how long like when was this built how long has it been here they will respond with it's just always been there yep and foundations go back like what 900 years ish in in components of it have been there for for the better part of a millennium probably and it's also in that area there's this thing in italy where sometimes there will be uh construction i don't know if if mom or dad have mentioned this on on their episodes but if your house is being uh modified or like restructured in some way and they're having to dig down sometimes they will find like roman remains there in the house or like beneath the house and in that case uh hopefully you've got a good architect or whoever is doing the remodeling who will be like we found these we're just going to dig past them because otherwise what happens is the italian government will like essentially take over that area and we'll have to like (laughs) do this big excavation and your house is fucked um so there's a lot of cases of just being like uh, we found these, but we didn't find these. We're just letting you know uh, that we didn't find we anything that we did find. Didn't find anything down here. There's no mosaics. There's no. Uh, there's no skeletons. Uh, you're fine. Don't worry. They didn't move the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and with it being Europe, you know, like things are effortlessly ancient there, as yeah. opposed to the states where. You know, some of the oldest things are a wacky 200 years old or so. Um, they, we had a, there were Vikings here. True. This no, is, it and is. And then they left. Yeah. <laughs> for, for good. For, yeah, because there were already people who lived here, it turns out. Like, um, yeah. What? <laughs> Love that. It's like, oh, the Vikings were barbarians. They got here and were like, there's some people here. Let's let's go home. <laughs> then the uh, this fucking isn't cool. This is their land. Yeah. White guy shows up like, huh? No, no, it's it's mine now. These savages, they say, mowing down countless innocent people. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Tangents. Tangents. Yes. So yeah. the house is very old. Been there long, long time. And we got the house when think i want to say i was about seven or eight and sounds, sounds in, about right yeah and in that time the house has been uh changed up and remodeled avalon has mentioned that we that the roof was taken off and replaced and that essentially aired out all the ghosts kind of like airing out a fart and yeah, it's like a, uh, it's like a fart under the covers you do that like kicky thing where you kick 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 the yeah. blanket up and you get the whiff and you're like all right Go with God, via con Dios. And that theory still kind of holds up. But before the new roof, um, and before some of the remodeling, there was... Pre the great ghost fart releasening. <laughs> pre ghost gas. Um, there were two floors. There two floors. And on the second floor, um, there was this room that... Sometimes I would sleep in, or if uh, friends were coming to visit and stay with us, uh, they'd sleep in that room. And there was one time that a friend and I were in that room and we were going to sleep, uh, but neither of us were quite asleep yet. And then my friend just suddenly bolts up and says, what the hell was that? And I asked him, well, what? And he says, oh, no, I just, I 
thought I saw something moving around at the edge of the bed. Ugh. And other other guests had also mentioned like, yeah, no, there, uh, we thought we saw something moving around in there. Uh, and in, I, I don't know what order to tell, because there's kind of a, a series of weird things that happen there. Some of them are extra wacky. And... Yeah, I and I like you know I think you know you can you can address them in whatever um, whatever order comes naturally. That room I that as the sort of like guest or like you know other child room. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I slept as well. And, uh, I'm not, I don't, you know, if, if there is ghost, I'm clearly not terribly receptive to it. Um, but I will say I am a, I'm really good at sleeping. I, Mm. if I stop talking for two minutes right now and really focused on it, you would hear snoring. Like I can, I can get (laughs) there. It's like a flipping a switch, like just bam. Um, but that night, I, the first night that I slept in that house, uh, in that room, I woke up probably like 20 times just at, for no, seemingly no reason. Just like waking up in a completely dark room, not just groggy, but like completely awake. Like, uh. um, so that is my, that is my two cents for, for the eeriness of that, that room specifically. There's something wrong with that house in general, but yeah, especially that room. People talk about not sleeping well in that room. Um, and to the best of my knowledge, it's not like carbon monoxide. So Yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay, so... I mean, radon. Better. Um, <laughs> it's the Mortal Kombat character. When you, when you sleep in that room, somebody pulls your spine out of your throat. He's... He's the one that's moving around at the edge of the bed. Um, but in uh, before I get to the extra wacky story, there, so uh, second floor, there are two rooms. And the guest room is where some people had said to have seen things moving around the edge of the bed. But in the other room as well, uh, I remember uh, having a, a very vivid dream of a stern old man just looming over me as I slept, staring down at me. Just weird stuff happening at the edges of the bed. Um, the worst the place for it to happen. Yes, I agree. Um, in the guest room, one time that we were staying there, I was staying in the guest room instead of in the other room with my parents. And I woke up, kind of one of those things that Avalon had mentioned, where you just kind of wake up for no real discernible reason, but you're very much awake and we had a dog at the time who i heard getting up from my parents room and walking walking to the corridor and starting to come kind of past the room that i was in and he stopped a little past the doorway i could see a little bit of him and he was facing the stairs that lead downstairs and he started growling Uh, and there's a there's kind of a flimsy handrail that comes up those steps and this is where it's like i don't believe in ghosts but i did hear uh somebody coming up those steps i heard i heard uh steps and i heard a hand kind of trailing along the flimsy uh metal handrail and the dog was growling at the stairs and the the the, the wacky goofy part where I feel like this loses all credibility is I heard 
the sound of rustling hay. I heard like hay on the ground being kind of kicked around. Which is interesting because... Uh, Turns out it was down- a farmhouse. It was a farmhouse and the downstairs area was uh, stables. Like it was like animals downstairs, people upstairs. Yeah, and did not know that at the time. Uh, yep. And then my mom did some asking around and found out that yes there was hay on the ground and it was filled with animals and potentially people coming upstairs that your dog might grow at um yeah so that's kind of the the biggest story i think at that point i may have i don't know if i got up and crawled into bed with my parents i (laughs) I may have been too scared to get out of bed it's Uh, that it's that episode of the simpsons where homer finds the dead body in the quarry and yes he starts screaming and he just continued like they there's the montage of him like going about his day like yeah driving to work screaming uh like eating breakfast screaming brushing his teeth screaming just, ah! <laughs> um, <laughs> that is what i am picturing it yeah it was i don't think i was screaming though i think i was too scared yeah um that that makes that makes sense another and then i think what else there are a couple other things there was uh not in that room but in the the room where i i uh thought there was a man looming over me while i slept uh mm-hmm. and this is i for me the weirdest one i woke up and i saw uh a boy in the bed next to me staring at me um, I woke up. It was a bed big enough for two people. I tend to sleep on just kind of one side. I I, I don't really take up the middle. Give the give. You want to give the ghost room. You know. You don't want to take up leaving all that room, for, room for God and the ghost. And uh, <laughs> I woke up and I saw I saw a, a little boy staring back at me, and I freaked out. I got up and got out of bed, and <laughs> it it's it's just so bizarre because it's thinking back on it you know you you have weird dreams that seem vivid but then thinking back on them there's some element that makes you go no of course because this yeah you're like the room was upside down in hindsight yeah everything was made of birthday cake um everything everyone was like you know my teacher from kindergarten or whatever yeah exactly i was myself but i was actually somebody else it wasn't that everything was the way it was supposed to be except that there was this little boy about i was also a little boy at that that age uh i it's not pervy and weird um (laughs) this This was an age appropriate boy yes (laughs) this little kid was in my bed and uh the thing I remember was getting out of bed and him kind of tracking me. Like he kind of like adjusted himself to kind of sit up and look at me as I got out of the bed and was looking back at him. I am going and... to throw up. That is horrifying. But he was smiling. He seemed, but I didn't care. Who the fuck is he? He's in my bed. Like there's a stranger <laughs> in my bed. I don't care if he looks friendly. Like, He's hey, in the wrong place. Hey, friendo, sleepy bedtime friend. How are you doing? And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> you get real belligerent. Get the fuck out! Um, but I remember at the time that's thinking, when Zayvon beat up a ghost. Yeah, uh, my my greatest achievement. Um, 
but I remember at the time thinking, oh, this looks like my friend Marco. Maybe I'm just seeing my friend Marco. And I think the reason that I was thinking that was he had uh, something like a buzz cut and um, some glasses. You know what's really horrifying uh, is that I I don't I don't think you've I've heard this story in this detail from you. I think I've always heard it like relayed via Rhonda. Uh, but when mm. you said this, I started picturing a person, um, and the person looked not unlike Marco, like a little like kind of sallow, pale boy with a buzz cut and like you know like short blonde hair and glasses. Like and that's and so I think at the time I thought this is Marco, but that's just, it's a very just i am going to generalize and say european young boy look yeah marco uh, so like I, he, he he looked like if you were to like just like take the balkans and like average them like <laughs> but even then like i have other friends like after spending a couple years after that in italy like i met other kids that had that exact same look of like real close shaved head and just yeah. kind of really scrawny and i like I think that is a look that has persisted through Italian history for some time now. Yeah, exactly. Because shorter hair, it's just more manageable if you get ticks or whatever the fuck. Like, it's easier to come yeah. out of your hair. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think my brain was just doing the best it could to be like, this is rational. You're okay. Um, you wonder sometimes. I mean, first, you know, if we, if we really want to wax poetic about it, you know, if if a ghost is not something that you see with your eye, but but truly something that you see with your mind, you know, it's, it's that kind of like, you know, an, an alien being like, you know, we've, we've, we've chosen the, the, the form that is closest to your, <laughs> yeah. to what your mind can handle it. Where like, if you're sensing that there is like a certain kind of little boy, you're going to be like, I'm pick. it's like Marco. I'm seeing a Marco. Uh, yes. I'm seeing something friendly and inviting, uh, instead of whatever the, the presence actually is made more um which is which is a little bit more horrifying because you know that it isn't that thing yeah it's like that story that you told about like the uh the the little ghost girl and like everyone else that saw it was like you know that's not a little girl right that's not really a little ghost girl yeah Uh, but what was i going and so all these things uh are happening like all these different experiences and the the theory was kind of that like oh these are happening to you Zayden because you're a young child and you're more open and susceptible and understanding of these things as opposed to a more jaded adult who may not be able to interpret or understand if a ghost or a spirit or presence is trying to make contact with us yeah they're just you know Um, adults would just be preoccupied with like you know selling that everlasting gobstopper to slugworth yes exactly yeah whereas uh I am just a young boy who can who can understand the ghost. You're just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm just a vessel that they can that they can uh, assume possess. Yeah, um, possess. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Um, ah, but I close my eyes. Uh, at this point, I'm standing up, which is already like. And that, I, I mentioned earlier, like, do you have those dreams where you'll try and say something and you'll wake yourself up? Mm-hmm. I At that point, I'd had a couple of those. And um, never before slept walk. Mm-hmm. So, which leads me to believe that I was awake when this was happening yeah. and not asleep. Because I closed my eyes and I opened them and he was still there. 
<laughs> and then I That's was like, so much worse. This, this is when the panic is starting to set. <laughs> I close my eyes. I I rub my eyes intensely and take a couple steps back. I open them and he's gone. And I quickly crawl into bed with my parents. Um, yeah, and, but that, that's that's the thing. I was awake, and when I woke up, I was not in my bed. I was in their bed. Yeah. So clearly, there was so, like, yeah, it's it's not that I I remembered getting into their bed, and then I woke up in my bed, and I can just dismiss it as like, no, it was just a dream, and I, I you know, I yeah. was in my bed the whole time. The the aspects of it that are geographically tangible all line up like it's like you you yeah you you woke up you stood up you did a thing the the questionable element remained in place as you continued to move through the physical world that's um and yet you don't believe in ghosts despite seeing a dead child had it happened Two or three more times, I would believe it. I need consistency. Now, now, case in point, how many times did you sleep in this house after that occurred? Um. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, no, I've I, I've I've slept at that house a number of times, but uh, what was the other one? There was, but one... not in that room. <laughs> um. No, I think I. That was we. I would sleep in that room. I think that must have happened before the guest room uh occurrence with the hay and the dog growling okay because i would sleep in that room because uh, there was a a fireplace in it and it was warmer and so that's the room that my parents would sleep in and then there was like a pull-out couch that i would sleep in as well sure um and then i think maybe a year or two after that uh they were like you can you should have your own sleeping space uh and then i was like no there's uh, a dead boy in it (laughs) I was foisted into the ghost room that uh, was deeply upsetting and disturbing and just generally a bad time. Um, And I wonder why we don't like going there. Right? You think. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Another time (laughs) I was there with a friend. We were downstairs. Uh, Our parents were out of the house. Uh, My friend and I were downstairs like watching TV or playing video games or something like that. And we heard movement upstairs. And we both heard it. We looked at each other. Did you hear that? Which yeah. is also weird because the floors are so thick that when there is normal non-ghost movement, you don't necessarily hear it as much. Correct? It's they're they're thick floors, but like if if somebody's walking around, you'd hear it. And we heard big movement. Like it's if there's a cat upstairs, you probably wouldn't hear it walking around. If it was some other small animal if it was our our fat dog bocce like you might have heard it but he was downstairs at the time too so mm-hmm. or no he i think he was outside of the house with with my parents yeah. um we didn't leave the house because we wanted to play video games and we accidentally heard a ghost um <laughs> serves you right that that'll teach me yeah uh, it didn't though i still like video games um, <laughs> <laughs> um wasn't there one where you wasn't there one it's like i'm talking about a show um <laughs> But wasn't there? Do you remember incident, that one episode? Yeah, that one that one time when you were uh, you you were like up late at night and like you were sitting. The layout of the the ground floor is that like there is you walk in through the front door and there's like a living room dining room area and then there's a semi a wall that breaks the space um, and then behind yes. that there's a kitchen and you were like yeah. in the living room watching TV. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you. 
Oh, you're also reminding me. I uh, at a certain point, I would just try not to. St- I'd try to go to sleep before like one a.m. Like <sighs> I, I would have the energy to be up and like watching something on on the little TV that we'd have upstairs, or just playing Pokemon or something like that. But mm-hmm. after twelve, before is, the is the witching hour, like when it was very quiet and really no one was awake and just like any sound was out of place i i didn't i did not want to be awake to hear it yeah um so i would make it a point to go to sleep uh or have headphones even having headphones in wasn't enough um i had to be asleep i'm I'm not and i'm not like a big spooky kind of a guy but like and i i'm i'm a not a big spooky kind of a guy and b i am a big night owl but uh I don't like being awake at night alone in that house because it's just even though like all the shutters and blinds and shades are closed, um, you feel observed in a way that makes me really uncomfortable. There's also sleeping, so there there is also a couch downstairs, and um, I don't like sleeping down there. Have you and I share a, a, a real distaste for sleeping by windows? And there's uh-huh. kind of a big window downstairs uh, that you can. If you choose to sleep on the couch downstairs, you're sleeping next to a very big window. And even with the the the, the curtains closed, it's uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Um, and I assume it would be for you too. Absolutely, yeah. And but that's where the big TV is, and that's where it's a trade-off. <laughs> and uh, I really wanted to watch. We had The Simpsons and on DVD, and I was like, I'm just gonna watch all of these. And I was watching some of those. And then there's just this huge, this loud fucking noise from around the corner that you can't see into coming from the kitchen. So it's like I, if you're, you're sitting there watching TV and behind you is a yes. wall, your six, on your six is a wall. And behind that wall, there's is, a loud, there's a slam. Yes. Uh, I get up, I run upstairs, I, I wake up my parents, and um, they come downstairs and they see that the the window is open. They're like, "No, it's just this. The wind blew it, and it and it smacked something. It was loud." I still I still don't fully believe that. I think I believe that just because it helps me sleep there. Yeah, um, it was probably it was probably the wind in that closed space. Yes. Yeah. Um, to be to be fair, there is a window there, and it can be closed. St- it can slam into things, um, so that one I'm 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 willing to to write off as as wind. Whatever gets you through the night. <laughs> uh, the ghost boy was also wind. Um, <laughs> uh, and then this isn't so much ghost stuff, but it's uh, it's a little shadow manny. Uh, the <laughs> do you remember the house in Bassana? Yeah, yeah. The one that was a hundred years old. Mm-hmm um we lived in something like a mansion at one point when we first moved to italy and uh we had the these rooms that had these very very high ceilings i was just about to say um, they must have been like fucking third 20 25 foot ceilings like like truly preposterous like absolutely yeah you could have like it it would have been like a three story the two-story house would have been a three and a half story building if you had put sensible ceilings in yeah and um there were times i i would have a lot of dreams of uh shadowy figures 
and uh, and uh, a shadowy cat as well. And I remember one time waking up in my bed and looking to the doorway and seeing uh, a man in the doorway, essentially, uh, and uh, and uh, and a little black cat walking around by his feet. Um, and now the cat wasn't just Steven, our sometimes cat. Our some it was not our sometimes cat. No, it was all all black and shadowy as was the man Blech. and uh i i think that was another instance of close my eyes and when i open them i hope he's gone and he was and i got up and like all the other times went and cuddled up to my parents yeah um, that's... <laughs> the uh our our dear parents and their two very nighttime terrified children um yes yeah that's us <laughs> um uh those are terrifying that's uh you know it's interesting that you know on this podcast we have so many people who come in like yeah no i just i don't believe i just i don't believe in ghosts and i've never i've never seen a ghost nor have i heard one i have no proof for the existence of ghosts or we'll have you know like Rhonda come on uh and she'll be like yep i believe in ghosts i believe in ghosts i've seen them we rarely get somebody who's so much of column A and column B as you, <laughs> which is, I have seen several ghosts uh, in in really kind of troubling ways, but I do not believe in them. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think I I think I reached a certain point with the ghosts in Piemonte where. They they just realize no this he's not susceptible to this us. One's... he can see us but he is not accepting of us he doesn't want to hear what we have to say this we one's uh, stop trying this one's a non-starter <laughs> yeah um, let's go throw some towels at the mom um, let's leave footsteps in the ugh. on the on the pavement and let's uh, I remember dad's story was. Uh, hearing chairs moving around downstairs when no one else was down there yeah uh it's 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 a weird place um and you know again like i i think as i said like i'm not i'm not a big believer in like you know in intelligent ghost as a as a concept of like you know there's a person who's dead and they're just still existing like thinking those dead person thoughts Mm. but you know when you have a place like that you know it's existed for so long in in relatively the same state like the the building is the same the walls have been in the same place for so long like if you know if if space were to get a little bit patchy if time were to get a little bit thin and you 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 might see an echo um of something that came before same with and fundamentally like that the house has changed but uh at the end of the day it is still very much the brick house that it has been for a long time yeah yeah yeah. it's you know if you think about that the little spooky room and it's like yeah there's only so many places you could put a a a ghost bed in here or even a non-ghost bed so you know but now that that part has has changed relatively radically it is no longer a room but it is kind of like an open uh, library area and when and... you're when you're I'm, i'll say when you're sleeping above it no, there's no ghosts up there <laughs> no because there's probably no there is just like inaccessible area before yeah and... would have been you know just like raccoon ghosts or whatever <laughs> the, 
But fuck, I don't know. If you sleep downstairs in the library, who knows? Maybe you'll see something walking around. It would be an interesting. Uh, it would be an interesting experiment. Not an not an experiment lens too much, you know. Uh, Science. Yeah, it would be an interesting, um, you know, little thing to try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to try to sleep on the floor in the library and just to see, you know, if if you were to feel spookier things than you do spe- sleeping up in the loft up above. I don't believe in ghosts, but I am unwilling to try. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, I well, I, th- I think we have our answer then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. Well, those are absolutely terrifying. It's nice to be able to, um, you know, have a have a a, a, a third uh, perspective on the spooky Leonetti ghost house. I guess fourth perspective. My perspective kind of counts too, even though I haven't also. I haven't experienced much there. Um, um, granted, it's no, it's no. My mom's van is in the attic. Story that, was, that one still that was sits so me. fucking weird. I don't like that one. That one was really. That's really like you know like like the like that's the dead zone. Like Christopher Walken like touching like seeing seeing yeah. the, the the guy like you know hit pushing the nuclear button or something like. You're getting a, a really weird flash of what what that's what i wanted to follow up with chad and be like can you like find that kid and like see if her mom died in a car crash in that van years later or something like you know or was that was the ghost be, like did she really like that car like i feel so comfortable in this car that when she was witness to some sort of presence or entity it took the like, form of the car of the thing that was comfortable to her yeah <laughs> choose the form of the destroyer <laughs> <laughs> um well cool then Uh, with that said the uh fully extinguished the fully fully extinguished dead out fire i will pee on it and as i go back to the tent tonight i will come back out two or three times to just look at it just to make sure because we don't want to start any fires um yes but uh, yeah, the, the 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 fire is out. The night is low. It is dark and spooky. Um, where could people find you or your stuff if they wanted to? Um. Oh boy, I um. I can think of I, one very easy way that people might be able to see the things that you create, but I don't. I'm not sure how how transparent you want to be with who you are and what you do. <laughs> Uh, I, I draw for a living. I used to post a lot of drawings onto Twitter and Instagram, but I've not really gone back since I got this full-time drawing job. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you want to see like some real old, uh, stuff that might never be updated here, I actually don't even remember what I'm called. I need to find. It's Schmaven uh there we go s-h-m-a-v-e-n uh on instagram Uh, there we go instagram schmaven underscore bo b-o underscore baven b-a-v-e-n that's the one uh there's a drawing of a horse and the most recent thing is from a year ago and it's some elves making out yep good stuff um yeah thank you (laughs) and if and if, if anybody wants to see any of your new stuff um you know, without naming any names, if you go to one of the main cable channels that that 
If you go to one of the main television channels that feature, uh, you know, top of mind children's animated programming <laughs> featuring a diverse cast of really interesting voice actors and an interesting concept of, of things that are both familiar and still strange, you will see Zaven's work. <laughs> Yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being very specific, but simultaneously incredibly vague. Yeah. Because no. also, if they just look up, I think, Zaven, I think I'm on, like, the SpongeBob wiki now. <laughs> so, like... I'm just going to... Oh, then this will just stay in then. Um, anyway, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at that Avalon on all of the pertinent socials. Uh, you can follow the show at Buhaha Pod, but we don't really post that much. So if you want to get in contact with us, email us buhahapod at gmail.com. Uh, or you could leave a review. Go to your pod area of choice, your pod unit, your pod catcher, iTunes, Apple, whatever it is. Uh, leave a review. Tell people what you think of us, if it's a nice thing. If not, keep it to yourself. Yeah, got nothing nice to say. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Um, I j real quick, you can't. There, there's one place you can find me. You can find me on Instagram at. I'm just gonna spell it out. I T S F A W N T H E D O G. Uh, that spells out. It's Fawn the dog. You, uh, <laughs> go give that a follow. <laughs> I really buried the lead, uh, and I hope you you acknowledge the the respect that I have for you for not mentioning the fact that years ago you were witchcrafted into a dog um for for angering an old lady yeah she was really pissed yeah yeah thank you for having me uh i appreciate uh having been given uh, a place to tell my my ghost experiences and, um, <laughs> to air your spooky grievances <laughs> uh, the weight has been lifted <laughs> thanks uh thanks for being here and uh well yeah and then until next time keep ghosting every time no wait <laughs> <laughs> Don't ghost people. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to. <laughs>